Hey there, my name is Paul and this is Out of Neutral, a weekly tune-up where we look to the Bible to get in gear and follow Jesus into the life he came to make possible. Today I want to deal with the question, where is God when I get away with my sin? Nobody's watching. Surely no one will notice. You've heard God's warnings, but you decide to do it anyway. It's compromise. You're cutting a corner, stepped over the line. And then you wait for God's consequences, only they don't, they don't come. Whew. You got away with it. Or did you? In those moments, we often misinterpret sin's consequences and God's heart toward us. Sin's consequences are seldom what we think. We get some idea of how to think about God's warnings and sin's consequences in the opening chapters of the book of Genesis. In Genesis 2.17, God warns Adam and Eve not to eat from the knowledge of good and evil. And he says, from the day you eat of it, you will surely die. When they do it anyway, we expect them to fall dead. But they walk away still very much alive. Instead, their innocence has died, and they experience shame for the first time. And something dies in their relationship with God. They withdraw from him in fear instead of moving toward him in love. Something also dies in their relationship as a couple as well, as there's blame and denial in their first conflict. At the end of the chapter, we learn that they have been barred from the tree of life, and so that now they live under a death sentence. When we think we've gotten away with it, the consequences we experience are subtle and often unseen. Prayer starts to feel like a chore. Worship feels more empty. Peace seems to elude us, and conflict is often the result. Choosing sin also rem removes God's protection from sin. Perhaps one of sin's most fearful consequences in this life, at least, is that sin makes it easier to sin. Sin is a gateway drug to deeper and more serious sin. Paul describes this in Romans 1.21 when he talks about people who, although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. He then gives the consequences. They became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Choosing one sin makes it easier to justify the next. And when we tell God that we want sin more than him, he gives us what we want, and he eases up the restraints that keep us from sinning. As it says repeatedly in that chapter, God gives us over to our sin. This is how addiction is born and sinful habits are formed. We often confuse God's patience with his ignorance. Although sin's consequences impact us in ways we often overlook, in this life, they're still far less than they could be. The temptation is to think it's because God didn't notice. That's not what's happening. Romans 2.4 clarifies God's heart. It says, Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness has been to lead you to repentance. What feels like us getting away with sin is often just God choosing to show his patience and mercy in our lives. His hope is that through his grace, we'll come to see him as good and valuable and precious, and our sin is destructive and controlling by contrast. Matthew Henry once wrote, There is in every willful sin a contempt of the goodness of God. Consider the consequences God has spared you from. Think about how patient he's been. Remember the gifts and blessings and kindness that he's demonstrated when he had every right to cast you off. When temptation comes, choose the one who has been faithful to you 
and reject the sin that seeks to take you down. That's all for this time. If today's video has helped you get out of neutral, leave a comment, share it with your friends, and subscribe to join us on the journey.